All right. Hello, everyone. This is Susanna Greer with you, and I have um, joining me from the American Cancer Society, my colleague Joe Cotter, and we have two uh, really fantastic members of the American Cancer Society community with us. We have Dr. Matthew Meyerson and Dr. Allison Taylor. So um, Matthew is a professor of pathology um, at the uh, Dana-Farber Cancer Institute and Harvard Medical School. He is also director of the Center for Cancer Genome Discovery and a senior associate member of the Broad Institute. And um, Allison, Dr. Taylor, is uh, a postdoctoral fellow in Matthew's lab. So thank you, Matthew and Allison, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're glad to have you. And today we're going to have some conversations around mentorship. So I'm going to throw you a softball first, <laughs> slightly different version to each of you. All right, so Matthew, we'll start with you. What's your favorite thing about being a mentor? Wow, so it's, um, you know, it's just great to be able to, you know, work with young scientists and, and, and see how they develop their ideas and, you know, see how they develop their capabilities. And, you know, it's uh, just a lot of fun to work with different people. And I find that each person, you know, always um, uh, brings me surprises, and many of those are pleasant surprises. So I think it's it's just a lot of fun to, to say, you know, it's just the, the interactions, the working with people, the the bouncing ideas back and forth, and also just you know helping helping people to develop the way they want to develop. Fantastic. All right, Allison. Same question, reverse. So, what's your favorite thing about being a mentee? So I think um, one of the best things about still being in the like mentee phase is that we have the chance to take risks and be supported. And right. so my I think that's been one of my favorite parts, especially like working with Matthew, is that like he says, you know, everyone has different surprises and we're able to kind of explore those different areas and this is a stage in our career where we can still do that. All right. So Matt, you said that there were surprises that come in every mentee relationship. So hopefully most good, but some probably not quite as good. So what would you say is a challenge that you face as a mentor? Well, you know, I think, um, you know, I think it's there. You know, I, I think there are a lot of challenges. I mean, I think that one of the biggest challenges as a scientific mentor, in my view, is is kind of, um, you know, it's, you know, I, I think science is a lot of fun to do. It's something that a lot of people love doing. Um, I, I think one of the consequences of that is that a scientific career is 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 a pretty competitive thing, and there there there's there's a lot of you know, competitive aspects to it because, like, a lot of people love it. They want to do it. So it's sort of a little right. bit like, you know, being a musician or an athlete or a chef, all those things that, you know, a lot of people love doing and wish they could do. And, and so it's helping people um, navigate that environment overall is, is, sure. is one of the biggest challenges. And and so I think that's something that, that's sort of common uh, to all mentees that's a challenge. A second thing that is, uh, in my view, just a challenge in science is that, you know, because you're doing something new, mm -hmm. it's always unpredictable. And that's kind of one of the fun things about science, but it's also one of the things that makes science hard, right? You know, right. you're doing something new, you don't know how it's going to go. And um, so what that means is that, um, when you're 
doing research, you're you're inevitably going to be faced with a lot of disappointment. Um, you know, how do you how slash when do you persevere through that disappointment? Um, you know, I think those are all um, you know particular challenges. And you know, when do you decide? Okay, you know, this is this is not the right avenue, and I want to take a different avenue, right? And when's the choice to do that? I think that's a challenge. Last challenge I want to mention is is project selection because I think that's one of the most important things in science, and it's um, it's hard to find the right project as a trainee, and and for each trainee, it's 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 not just a question of what's a good scientific project, but what's the project that fits that person. So Allison, I'll just comment about Allison as a trainee. She was uniquely brave. Um, by by which I mean she was willing to take on a really hard project um, with a really long time horizon, and um, you know just to to do things that that other people might have not been as willing to take on, and I think you know that's led her to a lot of success, um, but it's meant that she's needed to be patient, right. and right. you know so I think that each person has kind of their unique personality traits that are going to affect, you know, how does their work go uniquely? Yeah, so that's, so. that's interesting. Suzanne, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, no, go ahead. Follow up, following up on that, like um, looking at your lab page, you've got really d- large and very diverse team. Um, and so I'm wondering if you have thoughts to share about how you serve as a mentor to such a diverse team, folks from uh, different countries, different backgrounds, different ethnicities, and whether your thoughts about this have, have changed since you got into science, like how to best be a mentor to the um, folks from diverse backgrounds. Yeah, so we do, yeah, so we do have a really diverse team. The, the biggest challenge is not, um, for me, um, I, I actually think the, the biggest challenge for me in terms of, 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 of a, a diverse team is not actually... Um, nationality, you know, ethnicity, you know, educational background, any of those things, but, but scientific topic matter. Um, so that is to say, you know, we've got people who are just doing a lot of different things. And so I, I actually, you know, so I, I, so the hard, the hardest part of that for me, but also the part, I mean, I do, I, I, and we are scientifically so diverse because it's kind of fun I mean, I think the hard part, and, and, you know, I have a little bit of ADHD, you might say. So I kind of like, I like to do a lot of different things. Um, and, and so the um, the challenge there is, you know, kind of mentoring people in different subject areas. I, as a mentor, have to actually be on top of them. So I actually have to know what's going on, not only in their work, but in the field, and understanding um, their work in the context of the field, and um you know, kind of knowing a little bit, not only scientifically, but socially what's going on in the field. And I think that for me, that's the um, the hardest part and, and gets more challenging, you know, as the group gets more diverse. Um, you know, in terms of, you know, people coming from different countries, in different countries, there are different, um, you know, I'd say that they're a little bit different career, you know, a lot of that is thinking about the career structures or expectations that different people have. So first of all, you know, um, there are a lot of people in my lab who are interested in 
uh, going into academia. We also have a lot of people who want to go into the pharma industry, pharma or biotech. And if you want to develop an academic career, you have to accomplish one set of things. If you want to have a biotech or pharma career, right, you need to accomplish a different set of things. You know what? I'll take this pause to ask you a question, Allison. We'll go for a segue okay. in what Matthew was saying that um, – you have been brave, you've been patient, you're in a lab where there is a lot going on. Um, if, if there is one thing that you could say that you would really like to kind of, so obviously you've been successful, but if you could change something or fix something about being a postdoc, is there one thing that you would really like to alter either maybe just kind of systematically that might help the postdoc population? So I think that in terms of general postdoc, one thing to change is something that I had a, I think I don't, wouldn't have to change for myself. I think this is something that Matthew did really well as a mentor, which is that coming in, we had a very clear conversation as to what my career goals were, how long it was going to take to do my project, and, you know, how, how things were going to go. And I think that many postdocs do not have that conversation um, whether they want to go into academia or go into industry, that conversation is very different and there's different goals. And I think the number one thing I would change about being a postdoc is for everyone to have the ability to have that conversation and to have a clear plan starting out. Oh, that's fantastic. So you would say that yes. your, while your experience has been top-notch and you felt like you got great guidance, that doesn't either – that doesn't trickle down for everyone or it's not requested. So is there something that you could do as a postdoc when you're really looking for a mentor or a lab um, with that mindset that your career development is um, going to be essential? So I think, as Matthew mentioned, picking a project that's the right fit is probably the hardest thing. And so I think when you're contacting um, mentors, first of all, talking about what you want that project to be when you're interviewing I think is very helpful. Um, when we see people come to interview in our lab, knowing the ones who have a sense of what type of project they want to do, we know they'll be able to do well. And those where it doesn't seem like what they want to do is a fit for the lab, then I, I think it helps to help differentiate what is a good fit versus what's not. I think it's also helpful to kind of, if you're interested in a lab and you interview or you know, you're contacting what we would want to interview, talk to other postdocs, either current or former, and see what their plan was and if they were able to achieve that plan. Because I think if you can find out that other people in the lab had that clear plan and had that conversation, then you know that you'll also be in a situation where you'll be having that conversation. Have you learned things during your postdoc that you didn't expect to, I guess, outside of the science? I think what I am getting a chance to learn now is also I have the opportunity to be a mentor myself right now. And I think that I've had the opportunity to mentor many different people and I've learned a lot of things that I'm doing right or things I want to change in the future when I eventually hopefully have my own lab. And so I think that that's a really good skill for postdocs to, to try to get. Um, it's, it, actually, no matter what field you're going in, you're probably going to be managing people in the future. And so getting practice doing that, having summer students coming and working for you, um, it's, first of all, extremely enjoyable, and second of all, you kind of learn how to work with different types of people because everyone is different, and so people need different pieces of guidance, different levels of management, and 
I think that's been a skill that I didn't necessarily expect to learn a lot as a postdoc, but I think it's very important, and I think that postdocs should seek those opportunities if they can. Yeah, I just want to say, based on just following what Allison just said right there, this is actually one of the things that I put a lot of emphasis on um, with uh, postdocs in particular in my laboratory, is to make sure that they do get mentoring experience. Uh, I, I do think that's a super important part of, of my training as a mentor. And as Allison says, really regardless of what your career direction is going to be, um, it almost inevitably involves mentoring in the future, right, whether that's, uh, you know, an, an academic or an industrial or, or some other type of career. And that's, uh, yeah, definitely an important part of what I emphasize is that every person gets that opportunity where possible. And, and I do that for postdocs, and I generally don't do that for graduate students. This is something that's, that's quite distinct in the way that I, um, I work with the two groups of trainees. So it sounds like you've put a lot of thought into the kind of necessary skill set a postdoc is going to need to move on, no matter what the career objective. Um, we all know that some folks make that transition better than others. Are there other things beyond the capacity to have some experience in mentoring and then to um, kind of see how you do with that and then and the you know scientific approach are there other things that you you think are especially important skills that postdocs develop while they're in your lab yeah so I think you were talking a little bit about you know sort of scientific vision I think that's one of the most important things sort of you know scientific vision sort of strategic vision I think those are super important mm-hmm. um, I think it's um, you know, I think it's really important to try to get a good fit between your true interests and skill sets and what you do and, and trying to, you know, figure out what that is going to be. You know, I was going to say something, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I caught some of what Allison was saying about, you know, describing her, uh, you know, experience of, of you know, being mentored by me. And, and my feeling is that <clears throat> sometimes... Uh, you know, I feel like sometimes I mentor people really well, and sometimes I don't, um, quite honestly. And, and that my performance as a mentor varies a little bit from person to person. Um, by which I actually don't mean like, you know, some people do better scientifically or are more productive or something. I actually mean that, like, my contribution to them as a mentor varies. And for some people, I think it's really great. And for some people, it's probably not so great. And I can't tell you, right, what are the factors that make it different. Um, I just I just have that feeling. Hmm. Um, and, um, you know, just sort of, uh, you know, I'd have to, you know, try to, like, think that through a little bit more to understand it more. But I definitely feel like some people I give great advice to. And some people, like, I think I give great advice to, but it doesn't resonate with, with them. And 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 so it just it you know it's not like as I say I think I'm often a good mentor I, I think that one of my strengths as a scientist is being a good mentor uh, but that I'm not always a good mentor. Sure. How many postdocs do you think you've had ballpark? Whew. I would guess <laughs> it's on the order of about fifty-five, but I'd have to count. Wow. Allison, do you have a guess on that? That would be my guess as well. Can you think of one like unifying quality or skill that gives folks the best chance of success? A common thread among the successful uh, ones. 
You know, it's interesting because I actually feel if I look at, you know, people are obviously, you know, successful in very, you know, you were asking sort of about diversity of people. People are successful in very different careers. I would say like the most successful people are the ones who've aligned their skills with the opportunities in front of themselves and made the most of them. And right, so I'm, it kind of goes back to what Allison was saying about when you're thinking about a mentor, um, have some expectations in line with what your goals are and, and hope that and plan that you will have the experience in that lab that will help you to continue to develop that skill set and also have the support of a mentor. It's one of the reasons I really want to talk to you because your mentees have landed in all kinds of places, and that generally comes from a person who supports that, who supports you um, going after the place in science where you can be the most impactful, not necessarily making a duplicate of the mentor. Yeah, I really think that. And there's some people who've, I mean, you know, there are some people who've really pretty explicitly modeled themselves after me and have, you know, in some ways similar interests and, and goals. And some of those people have been very successful. There's some people who have very, very different um, approaches and goals who've also been very successful. And, and, you know, it's always hard to say, you know, it's a little hard to say in somebody's life, right, from the outside what's successful, right, because that's a really personal thing and, and your goals are very personal. And sometimes, you know, some people's goals, right, success is is defined a lot by your professional accomplishments and other people, right, might define success by some, you know, by different measurements, whether it's a, you know, a family measurement or a, an avocational measurement. And and so I think um, in that sense, too, um, you know, and this is going to sound uh, maybe a little funny, and I'm not sure if it's quite the way to put it, but I actually feel for me as a, a mentor, one of the things that's probably um, – you know, pretty good at me as uh, as a mentor. As as far as people's future, I I don't care what they choose to do so much. I want them to. I want to help them get what they choose to do. I don't think that's funny at all. I think that's fantastic. I mean, we all have unique sets of skills and talents, and from an ACS perspective, we hope that everyone continues to contribute in the oncology space wherever they can make that best possible contribution. Um, so I don't think that's funny at all. I mean, it's fantastic. And so I would say just from just 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 comment on that, you know, I think from my lab, you know, I think you know we are right, you know, there are some labs that have a more, you know, kind of basic science or 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 or, or medical orientation. Our orientation as a lab is very much, right? Our efforts are focused on solving the problem of cancer. The people who come to my lab have a commitment to solving the problem of cancer, and the vast majority of the people who join our group continue um, in uh, some form of, uh, of a cancer research career. Well, then oh. I think you could feel really good about in any of those varied contributions, and I think they can as well, and, and ACS certainly supports that. We don't want to keep you guys forever. I just want to ask kind of if there is any from both of you, you can think about it for a second, but now that you're a little bit on the other side of the space, Matthew having mentored an enormous number of different people, and Allison um, having been mentored and, and hoping, hoping to be a mentor someday um, beyond the capacity that you already are, um, do you have a, 
anything you'd like to share just with the ACS community, either about the experience or um, kind of your your thoughts on how to be the best mentor or mentee you can be? I think um, the best thing is to be in a situation where you can have open communication with your mentor about about your career goals, about what's going on in the lab, and all these different things. Um, and I think that if people have those conversations, they'll do very well. And yeah, I think that's the, the number one piece of advice I would give. Nice. All right. Matthew, any thoughts there? Um, I would just say, I would actually say one of the most important things for, you know, um, both mentor and mentee is to try to approach, you know, um, the the training and development and you know mentor mentee re- relationship in a kind of, in some ways as a scientist in a kind of scientific frame of mind. That is to say, always thinking about that the relationship and the the mentee's development. Always thinking about right, you know, what can you learn from the experiences you're having. Um, I think that to me is 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 really key and you know jointly you know kind of engaging in that thinking process together right on the one level you're engaging in that process as as scientists working together but on on the other level you're engaging in that process as a kind of personal journey together fantastic and i i do have one more question and either of you could take it um obviously the well hopefully it's obvious the acs we are we are really invested and mentorship and mentoring. Um, could either of you share a way that ACS has either facilitated uh, a mentoring relationship or that we could do a little bit better? We'd always love to do a better job in this capacity. Um, I, I can take this one going to the um, Dialer Fellows Conference that just happened just a few months ago. Um, I, I think ACS is fabulous for mentorship. I think knowing First of all, I've gotten to interact with network with my peers, and I've also seen peers go into many different career fields, and they've all felt mentored and supported by ACS. And the other thing is that I felt that I was able to meet um, some junior faculty who gave me a lot of really good advice about transitioning to a faculty position when I just went to the Jyler conference. I thought that was a great opportunity to interact with people who are at different stages of their career. and. Overall, I felt um, that the ACS was very supportive of people doing all different things and learning from each other. Well, thank you so much uh, to both of you for taking some time to share with us and with the ACS community about your relationship as mentor and mentee, your interactions, and kind of some best practices um, to share with the scientific community. We appreciate it, and um, we'll be in touch soon. Thank you both. All right. Thank you. Great talking with you both.